You're listening to The Wandernaut Show. Get your corporate jargon dictionary at the ready, because here we're all about buzzwords. Hello, and welcome back to The Wandernaut Show. After the incredible success of our It's a Gem Blend World podcast, we thought we'd follow Hollywood's lead and hit you with sequel after sequel until the quality is so poor that nobody cares anymore. The plan for now and forevermore is that we're all about buzzwords. That's right, those silly yet oh-so-overused words we hear in the workplace all the time. I'm Alex Wondernaut, and I'll be filtering the buzz from the scuzz, like a human coffee filter for words. Of course, with me is that giant of HR, David Rodriguez, Executive Vice President and Global Chief Human Resources Officer of Marriott International. Hello, David, and welcome back to the show. Hi, Alex. Good to see you again. So, buzzwords. They're frowned upon, right? The verbal equivalent of eating fish at your desk. Yeah. Well, yes and no. Obviously, if you're using any words just for the sake of it, then then that's pointless. Or, or worse is when someone uses the same words over and over again because it's uh, considered cool for the moment. That's how you end up with so many people thinking outside of the box that inside the box is the new outside. However, buzzwords usually become so for a reason. It's because they're useful shortcuts to understanding. Right, so it's not just people repeating stuff they've heard on The Apprentice. No, not at all. All right, then, where where should we start? Do you fancy some blue-sky thinking? or maybe No, some- let's start with The Matrix. <laughs> great. Um, great film, that. Shame about the sequels, though. <laughs> Indeed it is, but I'm talking about business matrices. Well, that sounds just about as complicated as the third Matrix film. Still still no idea what happened there. Um, (laughs) So for our listeners who might not be as business savvy as you and I, what is a business matrix? It's not a business matrix, but a matrix organizational structure. And all it means is that rather than the traditional top-down hierarchy, the, the company's set up like a grid. So rather than just reporting to one person, You report to others as well, for instance, functional managers or or product managers. Okay, and that's better than the old school way? Well, that's the question. Is a matrix organization a good thing? Or is it a purgatory of sorts or, or worse? When should an organization choose to go matrix? Would you choose to have more than one boss if you could make the call? Me? No, no chance. I, I don't like the idea of having just one boss, let alone a, a, a gangle of bosses. Yeah, fair enough. Let me tell you a story. A, a couple of years ago, I, I was contacted by a boss from my very early wet-behind-the-ears careers days. We, we shared a common professional origin, being PhDs who had spent... Uh, much of our careers in corporate circles, but he had moved closer to academia and consulting while I continue to enjoy one of the very best HR leadership roles imaginable working for a company that I love. Anyway, he asked if I would agree to be a panelist for a symposium he would chair focusing on the corporate matrix. Is that like the business equivalent of headlining a debate featuring Donald Trump, Fidel Castro and... I don't know, King Jong-un? <laughs> not, not quite. I can't say the Matrix topic uh, had my heart in my throat. And, and But this person was very important to me. So I marked it on my calendar and, and then proceeded to forget about it until many months later and about three weeks before the conference when I received an email asking for my paper so it could be circulated to the other panelists. 
Oh, right, David, you hadn't done your homework. No, exactly. So I proceeded to read pertinent literature to refresh myself and, and began to record my thoughts. I submitted my paper, and a few days later, we all received each other's contributions. I got to tell you, the virtual groupthink was breathtaking, if, if not frightening. It was like four of us had been given, uh, all taking notes from the same lecture, in, in essence. That doesn't sound like a great basis for a debate. No, we all came up with similar lists about when the Matrix made more sense or, or less sense. I remember thinking, who would want to sit through this? And, and more importantly, are we really hitting the mark? Again, it sounds like the third Matrix movie. The Wachowski brothers probably had exactly yeah. the same thoughts. Exactly. So, so when the day came, I was still unconvinced what I thought was right. I get on stage and look out at the audience, pens in hand, waiting for the word to come down from the mountain. As it turned out, I would be the last panelist to provide opening remarks, which was fortunate because as I listened to my colleagues make their case, a simultaneous sense of euphoria and dread came over me as I realized what I now wanted to say was 180 degrees different from my incoming position. <laughs> so, so they framed your argument so badly that you did a complete <laughs> about-face. It, it wasn't that. It was like a moment of clarity. Having it spelled out like that made it completely clear to me. You do not choose the Matrix. The Matrix chooses you. Or better said, Every organization is matrixed. All the matrix really represents is the pattern and culture of relationships in an organization. Okay, so you're saying that any business of any size actually has a matrix, e even if you think that it's more of a traditional setup. Precisely. I mean, if the marketing director only reports to the business head of a division, it's unrealistic to think that the corporate head of marketing has no influence on the marketing director. The only choice an organization can really make is whether to recognize and clarify uh, relationships and thereby set expectations for mutual accountability and for synergy. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it does, doesn't it? But the thing is, I completely ambushed them uh, with this. As far as they were concerned, I had agreed with everything they said. And then I stand up and say, everything you've just heard is completely wrong. <laughs> Not literally, of course. <laughs> kind of gone down well. Well, to their credit, my old boss and the other panelists listened with, with interest. And there was only openness and curiosity. Afterwards, we engaged in a, a lively discussion of the premise, all unrehearsed, so the audience loved it. I must say, the knowing smile on the faces of many in the audience suggested to me that they were way ahead of the experts. Right, so you, you had a big discussion, and then all decided that you were right. Yeah, well, I can't speak for the others, but the revelation I had that day, and, and the change of belief has stayed with me to this day, I'd like to ask our audience about their organization. Do you work in a matrix environment? And what do you like about it? And what would you do? Uh, how would you wish it to be different? Funnily enough, exactly the questions I asked myself about that third Matrix movie. <laughs> the answer is, I liked nothing about it, yeah. and I wish it hadn't been made. You, on the other hand, have been as fascinating as ever. So thank you very much for coming in, David. It's been my pleasure. And I'll see you next time when we'll be buzzing about high potentials which itself sounds like it has great potential. Yeah. Until then, I'm Alex Wondernaut, and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>